Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Welcome back to Ghost of a Podcast. How y'all doing? How's your week been? It's kind of a time. I hope you're taking really good care of yourselves. This week, I got a particular question that I was really, I felt called to answer, but it did not have enough information in it. So I decided to call Miss Sensitive Scorpio herself to ask her some questions and give her some answers. And this is our call. You wrote me a question and your question said, how do you build up trust in a relationship after your partner has cheated? And, you know, what I realized was that I didn't know the conditions of the cheating or on how you found out that the person was cheating. Yeah. Tell me. Um, well, how I found out was I looked in his phone. Oh, shit. So he didn't tell you that he was cheating? No. So you it happened it? this past summer, and I just found out on Monday. And, and was it a one-time cheat? Was it like, oops, I drank, I slipped into somebody's face, and we cheated, and then it was over? Or was it an affair? He says it was a one-time thing. So he he was drunk, and he made out with someone. I guess the thing is, is that, I mean, that bothers me, but it's a yes. lying piece for yeah. over several months. And let me ask you this. If you found out in his phone, how how did you find out in his phone? Was it like he was saying to somebody like, oh my God, I feel so guilty. I can't believe I did this. Or was he like flirting with her? He wasn't flirting with her. So he had like written a message because she's actually best friends with his brother. Oh. His brother just got engaged. So they okay. were having a, they were having an engagement party at the end of November on the East Coast. And he was messaging her about how he needed to talk to her. And so his story to me, which is like, part of me doesn't want to believe anything, is that he was trying to work on his guilt and fix the way he was feeling by, like, talking through it with her because he didn't want to tell me because he didn't want to have to deal with the repercussions of that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Hey man, if he was the first guy to not want to deal with the repercussions of his behavior, <laughs> this would be fascinating. I mean, we wouldn't have Lifetime TV were that yeah, the case. I know. Um, I'm so sorry. And you've been with this guy for a couple of years? Um, yeah, so three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. Yeah. So, first of all, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm sorry that this happened in part because nobody wants to be cheated on, nobody wants no. to be lied to, but in particular, in your birth chart, you have a Sun-Pluto conjunction and a Saturn-Mercury conjunction all in Scorpio. And yeah. this basically means that cheating and lying are two of your biggest fears. Like, you are yeah. not chill about this topic. And if you've been with this guy for years, he has to know that about you, unless you're, you yourself are a master liar. Yeah. He, he, so he does know that, you're, that you are really not okay with those things. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Okay. So this has been, I mean, this is not just with him. I've had issues with this in previous relationships, even when nothing's Mm -hmm. happening. So he knows. Yeah. I mean, he would, if you've been with him that long, he would have to know. Yeah. So this is, you know, it's not like you're the only person who sent me a question with not enough information, but the reason why I felt so compelled to reach out to you about this is because of how much you have going on astrologically. And I am going to like 
throw down some astrology on you. But okay. I first want to say I am of mind personally about cheating that like, okay, you know, cheating is, is complicated and it's messy and, you know, there's a lot of reasons why around sexual safety and sexual health and also, of course, nobody wants <laughs> their partner hooking up with other people when you're monogamous. But the yeah. thing that really bothers me about infidelity is the lying. It's the, yes. like, I fucked up, and then not only am I going to fuck up, but I'm going to lie about my fuck up to protect my feelings and my needs, and in the kind of process, disable you from making choices around whether or not you want to be with me and whether or not I'm worthy of your trust, right? Yeah. And that, to me, is the problem with cheating. And I think that in your grounded and kind of, like, really centered moments, that's your problem with cheating. I think because of this sun Pluto conjunction in your, like, compulsive intense moments, your problem with cheating is that you're hella possessive and you and you just have a hard time sharing and you just feel like if something's not yeah. fair, it's really hard for you to fucking tolerate, right? Yeah. So, so I want to just acknowledge that I don't have a value judgment necessarily on cheating. I do on, on lying and there is a part of you that has a really healthy, well-adjusted reason why you're not okay with this. And then there is a part of you that is like your compulsions have been activated, which makes it harder for you to gauge, are you overreacting? Are you underreacting? Does that make yeah, sense that's, to you? That's the story of my life. Story of your life. <laughs> true story. True story. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't agree more. It is the story of your life. Um, and, and, and here, I'm going to give you a, a, a quick cheat sheet uh, way to res resolve that. And what I'm going to say is very simple, but it's not in any way easy. Um, you have something called the North Node in the first house in Taurus. And so the remediation to this, like, story of your life problem is to figure out who you are, to identify what your values are, and to always make sure that your choices reflect that self-knowledge. So mm -hmm. sounds so simple. I mean, it's incredibly <laughs> difficult. It's actually, I would say, on a soul level, what you've come here to do in this lifetime. And in a way, possessiveness gets in the way of you being able to do that. Um, because it's a compulsion that kind of like makes you see red. So it's like hard for you to gauge anything really because you're seeing red. Yeah. Now, I got to ask, other than this infidelity, have you been having questions about the relationship anyways? Yes. Okay. Because it looks like you, you should have been. I'm sorry to say should, but I, but I did. <laughs> I mean, you know, honestly, you do have this kind of uh, ongoing struggle between this compulsion and driving need to be in a relationship and to be in a monogamous relationship and to have that person prove how much they love you and to, like, be partnered and, you know, to have your life kind of perfectly merged with someone. And mm -hmm. then this other really strong part of you that's like, I just need you to get off my damn stock. I need to be free. I need to go hang yeah. out with my friends. I need to be able to be me. Because of that kind of internal conflict, what I think ends up happening is you get involved with these guys, and you only date dudes, or do you date other genders as well? Uh, just men. Just dudes. Okay. Men. Good for you. I mean, maybe not in this exact situation, but yeah. in general, good for you. Good for you. The crisis within your nature inclines you to date guys who are not actually available, who are not emotionally available, who live far away, who've got some sort of thing about them that makes them unable to be fully present. Now, that's the risk that you run for as long as you don't own your own need for autonomy and space within relationships, okay? So now, the other thing I want to say is, dude, you have so much going on. I mean, it, yeah, you know, I, it's just like... I can feel you, it. I'm sure. I mean, honestly, it's so crazy feeling. So, I'm like, okay, so where do I begin with you? So, so 
first of all, you are going through something called Neptune Square to Venus. And Neptune Square to Venus, it started in March of 2017, and it will be over in February of 2019. So you only have a few months left of it. Uh-huh. And this particular transit, um, unfortunately, it's not uncommon for people to find out that they're being cheated on or misled. And what generally happens under this transit is that you feel like something is off and I don't know what it is, but I can't leave because I need you to make myself whole or I need you in order to take care of you. Does that make yeah. sense of what's been going yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. And unfortunately, the traditional textbooks will say, like the traditional astrology textbooks will say that, you know, in the series you date somebody who's kind of like a loser. Now, I don't really like that that kind of thinking, and I don't, you know, I think it's fucked up on a lot of levels, and also I bring it up for a reason, right? It's like Uh we get into a situation where we're with somebody who we feel like we have to take care of because they can't take care of themselves or because we feel like it's our duty, and the real lesson you're supposed to be learning here is boundaries. Is like, what are the boundaries of what's appropriate for you to give to someone you're in a relationship with and what's appropriate for you to take? Or what are the mm-hmm. lines around that? So that on its own is a lot. However, yeah. there's so much more. There's so much more. You're also going through a Pluto conjunction to Mars. Now, both of these things I should tell you are once-in-a-lifetime events that do not happen to everybody. So a lot oh, of wow. people, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, there's certain things that happen to everybody, like the Saturn return, I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, mm-hmm. There's certain things that happen to everybody at the same age. There's other things that happen to everybody, but, like, at random staggered ages, like at different ages. And then there's other kinds of transits, like the shit that we're talking about, where it's once in a lifetime and it doesn't happen to everyone. And these things are massive and they really change the course of your life and they can be quite challenging even if they're positive um, and they're challenging because they're they're really requiring you to step up in your life and kind of like become more whole mm-hmm. and so going through lots of that right now okay <laughs> you're going through Yay. lots of that yeah exactly you're super lucky everything's super chill um so so but i tell you this because you know there are times when it's really hard for you to gauge you know are you overreacting are you being too dramatic and the answer is like Maybe, but you're totally entitled to it. It's totally yeah. fair. It's not, you're not, you're not crazy for doing so. Um, so this Pluto conjunction to Mars, Mars in astrology is your ego, but it's also your sexuality. So I have to ask, do you have safe sex with him when you bone? Do you use condoms? We don't. Okay. And did he bone this girl? No. Okay. According to him, they just made out. Okay. I asked him that question because I was like, if you did have sex with her, then I need to get tested. Yeah. I would get tested anyway, TBH. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would say this, I'm saying this for two reasons. The first is because the the only thing you know for a fact about this situation is that he lied. It's the only yeah. fact you have, <laughs> you know, that he did something and he lied about it. And so, you know, because of that, I would advise you to not, just as a matter of self-protection and healthy boundaries, I would encourage you to not take him at face value. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that I'm like, as as an astrologer and a psychic, I'm telling you I think he slept with her. I'm not saying that. But I'm uh-huh. saying that it's just a good course of self-protection. Does that make yeah. sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. And I imagine that you've been struggling with that very thought. But, again, this this kind of comes back to, like, am I overreacting or underreacting, right? And yeah. so – when in doubt, protect your physical health, protect your spiritual health, protect your heart. You know, that's, yes. that's my attitude about that. Now, the other reason why I say this is because Pluto conjunction 
So Mars is a transit that can be associated with STDs, um, you know, not not necessarily like life-changing tragic ones, but STDs. And so, again, you just want to be smart, have good head on your shoulders, a.k.a. get tested. Um, yes. The the other thing is that Pluto conjunction to Mars brings up the intense rage and anger. And so when I look at your chart, I see that you have the capacity to experience a great deal of anger. You certainly can get angry. That is not a yeah. problem for you. Slash, it's hard for you to express it is what it looks like in a way that is not like self-defense. Yeah. And so what I want to encourage you to do, if you can, is to really look at, without justification and without self-defense, what are your boundaries and what do you have a right to be upset about? Mm-hmm. And to only sit with that because when we are caught up in defensiveness and justification, then you're really focusing on him instead of focusing on you. And finally, and, you know, I'm giving you like a cheat sheet quick reading here, um, mm-hmm. but Finally, you're also going through something called Uranus square to the moon. Another once-in-a-lifetime transit, girl. It's a lot. And the moon is your feelings and your heart and your needs, and it's your family, which if you've been with this guy for three and a half years, three, three and a half years, then if he's not your family, that's a problem. But he probably yeah. is your family on some level, right? He definitely um, is. So Uranus square to the moon is often upsets and changes within your family life and within your heart. Within your heart. And do you guys live together? We do. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, because often this, this transit indicates that you'll physically move. And the reason why we often physically move homes during this transit is because we have emotionally changed so much that we need our physical life to reflect that change. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your question. Let me just come back to your question for a minute here because your question is how do you forgive? How do you build trust back is what you ask. Yeah. And I don't know that he has earned your trust. I don't know that that he's actually taken steps. Now, from what I can see when I look at the situation energetically is that he's expressed remorse and sadness. Yeah. But he has not expressed, like, reparations. Like, I don't see that he's taken really consistent steps to to change in ways that say, here, I'm doing this and I want to earn your trust back. I think he's, like, wet and said, I want to earn your trust back. But I don't think he's taken actual steps. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first of all, again, sorry. And <laughs> second of all, um, you can't ignore that. I mean, you can. I don't encourage you to ignore that. I don't encourage yeah. you to ignore that. Because from where I'm sitting, both as an astrologer and as a psychic, you've been really unhappy and not miserable, but unhappy for a long time with him. Yeah. And that you also love him and that you fear that you'll deeply regret it if you lose him. But Very that. And I think that that's motivating you to stay more than I love him and I'm happy with him and I trust him. Yeah. Yeah. And so the first step is accepting your situation, right? It's accepting mm-hmm. that this is, this is how you feel. You know, this is the truth of how you feel is you were, you didn't completely trust him before. You weren't completely happy with him before. And now he's broken your trust and he actually is not taking active adult steps to win it back. He's just kind of making it about him by being a sad puppy. Yeah. Which honestly, which is hard for me to deal with because that's the piece of me that, like, wants to protect him and make him feel yeah. better. Yeah. I mean, you know, if I tell you about this friend that I have and 
her boyfriend cheated on her, and then she stayed with him so that he'd feel better about himself. Don't you want to shake her? <laughs> yes. Yes. When, when you hear it about someone else, it sounds so different than when you hear it about yourself because he's your actual, like, bestie in some ways, right? He's your partner. Yes. And and I get what you're saying. And it's easy to, like, see it clearly from a great distance. And when it's really close, it's much harder. That said, girl, he doesn't need your protection. He, he, yeah. He does not need your protection. And I don't think because somebody – cheat that they're a garbage person that should be thrown away i know that like yeah. the internet loves to say stupid shit like that but the truth of the matter is we all fuck up that's yeah. real and he fucked up but the thing is he didn't come clean uh, you know in terms of building trust back it's not it's not your job to build trust back it's your job to determine whether or not he's building the trust back and it's your job to take responsibility for whether or not you can be in this relationship for real. Yeah. And if I'm being totally honest with you, wait, I should ask. Do you want me to be totally honest with you? Yes, I do. Okay. Okay. Um, I think you already know what you should do, and I think you're waiting for someone to give you permission. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Um, it does make total sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think that you were unhappy already. You were considering whether or not you should leave already. I think that you have a lot of, like, weird age shit that you're pushing on yourself of, like, oh, I'm this age and dating and all that kind of stuff. But honestly, I think you were doing that to yourself at 25. Like, I think this is, like, your shit and not actually about your age. I think that you know that you love him and that he is family to you and you're not happy and you don't trust him. And also you do trust him, but you don't trust him like a boyfriend. Yeah. You trust him like a cousin or like an old friend and that you actually really want something more romantic and you want something more loving. You want somebody that you can, like, go out of town for a month and not fucking worry about him because you will worry no matter what because that's how your Scorpio works. Yeah. You need somebody who can prove to you through his actions that he is – really a reliable person who, when he says, I'm going to be there at five, is there at five, or texts you, and is like, oh, I'm going to be late. But he's not that guy. He is not. He is not that guy. And so what I want to say is that I, I know that what I am saying to you is heavy, and I know it sucks, and I'm sorry. And I know that it's easy for me to say leave him, and it's much harder to actually do. Yeah. But I also know that you're going to leave him. What I don't know, if you're going to wait for things to get really dramatic or if you're going to do it just because it's like, baby, I love you and I want to leave while it's not just about the cheating, while it's not just about, like, I can't forgive you and yet I'm staying with you. Because I think part of what's happening now is you are kind of like, you don't have my trust. And so he's jumping through these, like, artificial hoops and you're kind of punishing him and not trusting him. And that's it's a, that puts you into the being the jerk in the situation. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing is, is when somebody, when you don't want to be with someone anymore, for whatever reason, it's kind of your job to leave. And I think that you are so scared of leaving that you're kind of, I think, secretly hoping he'll leave. And yeah. you're pushing him away. That is 100% true. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. And also, this is, you know, I'm seeing this all through your chart. And the thing to extrapolate from that is that this is your lesson to learn. This is this is your truth to embody. And so let's say you do, you continue to do what you're doing, and then eventually he leaves because 
whatever. You know, you push them away in whatever way, you you know, whatever it is. You just have to learn this lesson with someone else. Yeah. <laughs> it won't necessarily happen in this exact same way, but learning how to take kind of responsibility for what your truth is and to take the sadness and the grief that comes with that, I think is kind of part of your chart. You're somebody who gets really scared that you can't cope with shit, but then when shit gets built, you cope brilliantly. I hope so. You do. Ask all <laughs> your friends. Ask your friends. Tell your friends. The astrologer said that. Is it true? Because I think that it is true about you, and you're just not quite old enough yet to fully have faith in that because you haven't had enough adult experiences. But this is one of those life experiences that can really teach that to you. But if you're willing mm-hmm. to put your feet in the fire, you don't burn. Like you're you're somebody who can you can walk through the flame, Scorpio. You do it. <laughs> just gotta do it. Yeah, you kind of just got to do it. And and I think doing it with your humanity intact, again, doing it with, like, I love you and we need to end this. It's not because I'm punishing you for cheating, but because I'm punishing you for cheating if I stay. Like, I, I can't. I can't. It's done for me. Um, you know, you can end it with someone in a loving and firm way. Mm-hmm. You don't need to convince them to agree with you. Yeah. No, unfortunately, we do have to wrap up because, you know, if I left my own devices, I am going to talk to you for an hour because, girl, your <laughs> chart is on fucking fire. And we didn't get, we didn't talk about your career. We didn't talk about mental and emotional health. All those things are up right now. So be really gentle with yourself through this. But I want to ask before we get off the phone, do you have a final question for me? Um, I don't think so. I think this is a lot. It is a lot. I have I'm to sorry. try to process it. Thank you so much for, um, for for taking the call and doing a reading with me. Thank you so much. This is super helpful. It's my pleasure. Bye. Hello, darlings. Welcome back to Ghost of a Podcast, Astrology Corner. So I hope you've already heard episode 14, the episode I dropped midweek. It is the Venus retrograde episode. I'm going to drop another Venus retrograde episode because I only just cracked open the surface. And I'll do that before uh, this retrograde is over. And it shall be over on November 16th of this year. So we've we've got several more weeks or a couple more weeks left. Uh, So stay tuned for that. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, you should subscribe. That way you'll know when new episodes drop. That's just some advice, just a word to the wise. Now we're going to talk about your horoscope and it's the horoscope for the week, October 14th through the 20th of 2018. But before we do, I actually kind of want to talk about Neptune. The thing that's really interesting right now, what's happening transit wise, is that Saturn and Pluto are both in very materialistic Capricorn. Uranus, again, in a very material sign in the sign of Taurus. And then there's Neptune. The only other of these slow moving, heavy planets that really impact a generation. And Neptune is in the sign of very sensitive Pisces. Neptune will remain in the sign of Pisces until January of 2026. And it entered into the sign of Pisces in April of 2011. And I want to talk about this from a couple angles real quick for you, my friends. The first angle is to understand that Neptune in astrology is an incredibly important planet because it has to do with our spirituality in many ways, what we believe, how we hope. It's also the sense of us all being cousins or us all being siblings, all humans being connected 
is very Neptunian concept. A belief or faith in God or the universe is very Neptunian concept. And the desire to protect the environment and animals, those who are more vulnerable or um, kind of in need of support is all very Neptunian. Neptune is a big deal. That's not all Neptune does. Neptune also governs your screens. It's the part of media where it's an escape because Neptune is escapist and avoidant and evasive. It is also glamour. So people who have strong Neptune in their chart or who are super Neptune-y or Pisces style people will often have like a sense of glamour and they photograph really different than they look or they look really different from time to time. Currently, we have the planet Neptune in dreamy Pisces. Now, here's the thing that's so fascinating about this. Now, Neptune, first of all, is in its natural placement when it is in the sign of Pisces. Neptune moves so slowly. My friends, it moves so slowly that it's never going to be in Pisces again in your lifetime. It's just not happening. Not It didn't happen in your parents' lifetime, and it's not going to happen in your kids' lifetime. Neptune moves slow. And so Neptune is in the sign of Pisces at this moment in time, while Saturn, Pluto, are both in Capricorn and Uranus is in Taurus, aka the other three slow moving, heavy hitting generational planets are in Earth signs. And then we have Neptune in foggy, dreamy Pisces. And this is a really important thing because Neptune in Pisces can increase our idealism. It can also increase our desire to escape and to get away. And we are at a time in society where we have an amazing array of tools for doing that. It's called video games, Instagram, all forms of social media. Losing yourself in what did that actress wear? (laughs) Who cares what an actress wore? I mean, listen, honestly, I care. I care. You care. Also, why? why? Why is this something we're thinking about? Why is this taking up real estate in our heads? Because it's there and because it's a break from your reality. And the thing that Neptune in Pisces can incline us to do is to seek a break from reality. But here's the boner. When you take a break from reality and then you come back to reality, reality is waiting for you. Not only is it waiting for you, but since you've been gone, it's been like TikTok, TikTok, where are you? So things sometimes get worse when you evade or avoid them. And so, you know, if it's worse, well then shit, okay, I better go back to my phone. I better go back to whatever it is I'm checking out on. And this kind of compulsion or set of behaviors is something we're seeing really deeply in society right now. And I imagine that you can relate to in your personal life, not just now, but certainly in some ways more now than before, more more in the past couple few years than you have seen before. Here's my kind of remediation that I just want to throw at you. Because, you know, Neptune, as much as it's spirituality and it's escapism, it's all these things, it's also anxiety. And we feel anxious. And I'm not talking about clinical anxiety, of course, but I'm talking about like, I just feel anxious. I don't know what's wrong. When we feel anxious, it's generally because we don't know what we're feeling, why. We don't know what's happening, why. We don't know what we're meant to do, why. And so we feel helpless or demoralized. So I'm not talking about... um nervous tension. I'm talking about more of a like panic attacky form of anxiety. That's Neptune. The nervous tension anxiety is Uranus. With Neptune in Pisces, this is a really powerful time in human history to expand your spirituality, expand your sense of empathy, and to do this IRL and not in an airy-fairy disconnected from reality way, but actually 
put yourself around other humans, put yourself in uh, environments that are natural, that reconnect you with actual earth or leave your house, <laughs> leave your house and leave your damn phone behind. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Leave your house and leave your damn phone behind. Try it. Try to be more present in your life day to day. Try it. What you'll find is that there are ways in which you're not good at it. There's ways in which you may have lost touch with yourself or you only know how to check out. Maybe you don't have the skills to sit around and do nothing without a screen. This is really powerful for you to first be able to notice and then second to make decisions around how you want to handle it if you want to handle it. The thing about Neptune in Pisces time is I remember when I saw it coming years ago, I really thought to myself, okay, I wonder what's going to happen with the pharmaceutical industry because Neptune in Pisces, both of those things, they really love an opiate. Man, do they love an opiate. Uh, it's really, it's just, you know, it's cotton candy. It's like, put me on a cloud and let me go. The trouble with this is when we take painkillers, they don't strengthen our ability to tolerate and cope with pain. While we have this Neptune and Pisces transit happening, we also have heavy-handed Saturn and Pluto in pain in the ass Capricorn. And I say that with love being a Capricorn myself. The combination is don't check out because there's inevitably going to be people who are resonating more with Saturn and Pluto, and they are going to benefit from you checking out. So the key here, whether we're talking about your personal life or whether we're talking about politically and socially in a larger context, it's to know that sometimes, yes, you have to check out and disconnect and just like zone out with media or games or just nothing serious. That's for sure real. Stupid shit is fine. But to also make sure that you find more whole ways of taking breaks that aren't just a checkout, but help you actually cope with your life, your feelings, whatever's going on. Ways that are about getting present in your breath, remembering that you have a body who super needs your love and support and kindness. Maybe it's about using uh, social media or using uh, technology as a way to access your spirituality or to explore spiritual concepts to build up empathy. This is a really good way of handling Neptune and Pisces. And in doing this kind of work, all you do is strengthen yourself. All you do is get closer to your sense of connection to the universe, God, whatever you want to call it. All you do is build and develop and deepen empathy for others and yourself. There's literally no downside other than being uncomfortable. And, you know, what I want to encourage you to really consider, and I promise I'll stop now and get into your horoscope, but what I want you to really consider is what is it that you are doing in your life to avoid discomfort? And is it ultimately going to bring more discomfort to you? You want to make sure your choices are cost-effective puppies. You want to make sure that you're not paying more than it's worth. And don't do it in a mean way. You know, don't, don't like force yourself to sit in reality, but instead remember that sitting, sitting present with your feelings, cultivating tools outside of technology, this is not a punishment. This is a gift. It's, it's a step towards wholeness. So even if it feels shitty, it is not shitty. It is beautiful. It is painful beautiful. It's maybe messy beautiful or boring beautiful or annoying beautiful, but beautiful for sure nonetheless. Okay. So this week's horoscope, luckily, not too much drama going on in the stars. Uh, on the 15th, we have an exact Mercury conjunction to that Venus retrograde. And this is a really great time for socializing. It's a great time for making sense of your relationships, connecting with people, talking to them, listening to them. It's not a bad time to actually like check in with your closet. It's not a bad time to look at what's going on in your house and to clean things up, to make them feel more up to date. 
at the very least, empty your inbox, you know, respond to all your emails. Not only is this a good thing to do on this date, but also not long from now, we have uh, Mercury retrograde coming. So you want to get all that kind of stuff done before the 17th of November, which is when Mercury goes retrograde. So don't need to freak out. Mercury retrograde is not a big, bad, terrible thing. I will talk about it, I promise, soon. But this particular transit is a great one just to connect with others and to make sure that you're communicating with the people in your life in a way that is effective and that you're listening to others. And that's a big part of communication. Communication is not just about talking to people or barking at them. It's about listening to them and reflecting back to them that you have heard them, right? So this is a great thing to be doing around the 15th. Now, closer to the 19th, we have Mercury forming a beautiful trine, a harmonious trine to Neptune and a square to Mars. So the planet Mercury is doing both of those things. And what's really important about this is that Mercury trine to Neptune. Okay. This particular transit increases your sensitivities. It makes you feel a lot more empathetic. And this is a great time to like listen to music. If you have a chance to go to a concert or enjoy arts in any way, please do. And if you can do this in real life, if you can like, you know, get away from devices and actually like be in the world of humans, that's even better because Neptune loves to be immersed in the arts. This is similarly a good time to go to a spiritual gathering or to do your own rituals or spiritual reconnecting with the self around the state. Now, unfortunately, it's not all unicorns and lollipops. I love unicorns and lollipops, but it is not because it will also involve a Mercury square to Mars and Mercury square to Mars makes a person irritable. It makes you annoyed and irritable and it makes people annoying and irritating. And often there's a sense of I'm trying to get shit done and I can't get things done quick enough. And there's like things in my way that are just roadblocking me. So it can be kind of a frustrating period. It's not the end of the world. Luckily, because Neptune is involved with this trying to Mercury, you will also have a sense of empathy. It may make you more patient, or it may simply increase that feeling that you have of being distracted and escapist. So the golden rule, treat others as you would like to be treated. My friends, treat others as you would like to be treated. Even if they're people that you think are super stupid or annoying, uh, treat others as you would like to be treated. If your kindness and your integrity and your ability to be respectful is contingent on someone else, then what is that? What is that? Is that really integrity? What you want to make sure is that you are acting in integrity with yourself as frequently as you are capable of doing. So that even if somebody else is being shitty or annoying, you live at your own standards to be the best version of yourself you can be. And sometimes that means just being like, oh, if I talk to this person, I will like meet them at their level. And that is not a thing I want to do. You are allowed to walk away. Make sure that your actions reflect your integrity instead of your situation. Yeah, I'll repeat it. Make sure that your actions reflect your integrity instead of your situation today. And in general, every damn day, but certainly around this time. Okay. Now, my loves, if you like what you're hearing, of course, you should be subscribing. You could start this podcast. You could share it with your friends. You could, oh man, you know what? You could play it for your cats and your dogs, uh, even even your tiny little dragons if you have them at home. If you have any lizards, you could play them for your lizards. Let me know how, how they all feel about the podcast because one of these days, one of these days, and it won't be long, I'm going to uh, do an animal communication reading on this podcast. And so maybe maybe it's your pet who wants to be on the podcast with me. Really, they're not going to talk. They're not going to meow and bark. That's not how it works. I'll tell you how it works another time. 
Anyways, that's pretty much it. I love you guys. Be nice to yourselves. Fuck nice. Don't be nice to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Be generous. Be luxurious with yourself. And then pass it along to others. Bye. Every year they say the end is near.